All right, we're going to start this session off with a little bit of Q&A. And we're going to take what we learned this morning. And, and I want you to ask questions. When, I, when I'm getting coached by someone, the way I get coached is I go with the questions. That makes sense? I believe it's the learner's responsibility to extract maximum value from the teacher. So when I go to get coached by somebody, I'm sitting there asking, okay, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? Because I actually think it accelerates the path. Okay, now you're going to see, this afternoon we're going to get into the five activators of prey drive. Okay, how many of you have team members right now that are undercapitalized? Yeah, that, 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 that you're not getting maximum production out of, right? When I wake up in the morning, my whole goal is to activate the drive in my team members. So they want to show up every day and play like a pro. Okay, but, but when I show you the five activators this afternoon of prey drive, you're going to see that certain things activate your drive more than others. Right? That's why I'm saying embarrassment. I used the example earlier that embarrassment is a big activator of my drive because I was a coach. I was a championship coach. And when we lost, it was in the newspapers. Remember back in the days when people read the newspapers? <laughs> so, so I hated waking up on Saturday morning and we lost because we were, we were a championship team. We were a really good team. So it was real embarrassing to read the newspapers on Saturday morning. I actually hated losing more than I liked winning. Okay, there's what's called a defensive pessimist. That's a person that thinks of all the things that could go wrong and mentally prepares for those things. Doesn't mean they're a pessimistic person. It's just they, they think about what could not work, what may not work. And that causes them to prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare. Then there's what's called a strategic optimist. And a strategic optimist is a person that shows up and generally believes everything's going to work out. It'll all work out. Okay, you know, Saban and defensive pessimists. A lot of big-time people are defensive pessimists because the, the thought of something going wrong causes them to prepare more. Okay, they think of everything that could go wrong. Okay, so, so there's, there's no positive or negative. That's just two styles of people. Okay, so what from this morning are you wrestling with? And you go, you know what, I can't quite get my mind around that or I'm struggling with this. And I just want to do some Q&A and, and, and illustrate some things for you to help you gain clarity. Because sometimes a coach can say one thing to you. Just one thing. I remember 2012, Riviera Maya, Mexico. I was speaking at the original 10X. There were 75 people there. So where I met Brad Lee and his wife, Matt Monero and his wife, obviously Cardone and his wife. And I'm out there uh, by the pool, and Cardone had all these rabid people on his team I mean just you know a little rough but very committed and I just said man where do you get where do you get all these people at where do you recruit all these people from and he said I don't recruit them so what do you mean you don't have any strategy he's like no he said they are attracted to me and I'm trying to do something big and these people are attracted to somebody trying to do something big that's where I get all these people from you know what I'm saying and I never forgot that like, when you go do something really big, you will attract people towards you. Yes or no? You'll attract people. If you, so if you're in the recruiting business, like some of you are, just go out there and do something bigger. And people will say, I want to be part of this. Okay? The other thing he said is, I was, this 2012, this is 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And I said, man, I'm going to go back and I'm going to play bigger in Nashville because that's kind of where I live. And he, he looked at me and he said, quit talking like that. That's what he mean. He said, quit talking that small. He said, your market is planet Earth. Go back and figure out how to sell your coaching services to everybody on planet Earth. And I came back and put our coaching online. 
online academy, live streaming. Right now we have clients in London, Dubai, Singapore, Mexico, because that statement was like, look, man, you're playing too small. Quit thinking like that. So sometimes a person can say something to you, and because of their years of experience, it can land and it can cause a totally different trajectory of your life just by making a statement to you. Like, man, come on, man, let's go. Let's do this. Like, quit worrying about that. Okay, so let's do just a few minutes of Q&A. Then we're going to get into activators of PreDrive. Uh, how to get your PreDrive back if you lost it. Okay, and then how does it affect selling? How does it tie into selling and closing and converting? Do you guys get leads? That you're all, do they give you leads? And so you don't have to generate the leads. Okay, but, but you have some leads, and then some leads you have to, if, if the more you close, the more money you can make? Technically, okay. <laughs> Technically, all right. <laughs> I won't ask the second question there. <laughs> but, but, but ideally, pray drive is I woke up this morning and I'm going to pursue all day long. Does that make sense? From the time I left the gym this morning and I'm doing a video, there are partnerships, deals, opportunity, and I'm text messaging and videoing and following up and closing files and pushing people to a decision, right? I'm not sitting Remember, I'm not sitting and waiting on something to happen. I'm creating. I'm creating, right? So last night I was texting people about buying copies of the book. You know, some people had a lot of influence, people, and, and had big downlines. And I'm like, hey, man, and I don't know if they're going to buy it. And one guy, I went, I went to the gym last night, and one guy just made a comment. Love Coach Burke. And it was Brent Gove. You know Brent Gove, EXP, who's literally one of the top guys of the second guy in the whole company. And so he, so I sent him a message, a little smiley face. And he said, I got your back, coach. Okay. I immediately went back to him. Man, I got a new book coming out. I need some help. I need some help. Can you help me with this? I need to move copies of this book and I'm willing to do things to move copies of the book. Okay. So we went, kind of went back and forth. Yeah, I'd be happy to help you. And then I went a step further. If you buy 250 copies, here's what we'll be doing. And I included two more of his team members on there. And they're like, yes, we want to help you, blah, blah, blah. The next thing you know, we just keep going. We keep going. So he says, I'm in. I'll take 250. You see where I'm going? And so, but where did that all start? Where did it start? Started with him making a simple post saying, I love Coach Burke. It was my prey drive that went back to him and said, hey, man, if you love me, <laughs> how much do you love me? <laughs> because I need some love. Okay, and he's like, I'm happy to help you, man. You've helped me. You've coached a lot of my people. You've helped us make a bunch of money. You've coached all of my top people, including Jay Kinder and Al Stasek. It's like, man, I'm, I'm here to help you. I want to help you with this. Okay, so it all, but so pray drive is, I had a thought, and I don't get caught up in fear. What if it don't work? What if he doesn't respond? What if he's not interested? Those are all considerations. And a consideration is an internal thought that prohibits an external action, meaning I've already made up my mind. I've assumed something. So, so the prey drive is, I'm just going to ask the dude, would you like to help me? And if you would, what would you like to do? And would this, right, would this help you? Okay, so, so a lot of people don't do that. Why do they not do that? That's right. Maybe ego, that's exactly right. They don't know how to do it. And I find it shocking that many people don't know how to initiate a conversation. Present an idea to a hey, man, I got an idea. So I was telling Eric when, about you guys, I said, you should present an idea to Jonathan. 
would these guys put in their budget for me to coach them on a, on a monthly basis? Right? All we can do is present the idea to you, and you go back to the person that wrote the check, right? Yes, sir. And, and say, hey, man, I think we should be coached by Coach Bird every month. All that person can say is what? No. So what, what, where's the fear? Fear is a negative emotion created by a belief that something's going to harm me in the future. That's what fear is. It's an emotion. So it's like I'm afraid to ask. So I said, I told Eric, go see Jonathan. Tell Jonathan I'd like to coach those guys. They seem like good young men. I could really help them. I guarantee you if I had you guys on a consistent basis, I could increase your sales. See what I'm saying? And, and what I increase will by far pay for the coaching you're going to get. Okay, so why would I be afraid? Why would I be afraid to ask you? Okay, now I'm going to write a word up here on the board. See how we play Q. See how we play Q and A. I ask my own self questions and answer them. Now, now here's the deal. I want to replace a word. This is what I have. You know what conviction is? Deep seated belief in something. Here's what I know. I cannot help you until you take action with me. Right or wrong? So if I push you to take an action, if I invite you to take an action, am I being aggressive or am I being convicted? Because see, a lot of people say, man, I don't want to push too hard. I don't want to seem too aggressive. I don't want to... I don't think I can actually help you like I really could until you take some kind of action with me. Right? I had a dude been telling me last couple of weeks, I saw a few weeks ago in Orlando, man, my marriage is not going good. I can't get it together. I really need to do something. And, 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 and this morning I sent him a message. I said, you don't want to do something bad enough because you ain't signed up for the couples retreat. If your marriage really needs to get on the right track, then do something, right? Like take an action. Don't just sit there and tell me that. Get your butt. Well, I can't, can't get my wife to do this. Okay. <laughs> Well, then that's your job to try to figure out how to get her to do it. You with me? So my point is, people gauge your level of seriousness on something. Are you willing to spend time and money and energy on it? And if you're not, they're not going to take you serious. Yes or no? They're going to look at you and go, you ain't that serious about this. Because if you did, you would actually do something about it, right? So replace this word, <clears throat> aggression, with this word. I'm convicted. I cannot help you and, until you commit I can't help you with that house you want to buy until you commit. I can't help you, right? Get the piece of machinery you want until you commit. I can't help you until you actually do something. So I don't have any, uh, I've removed fear and embarrassment and rejection, by the way. Best thing I learned at 25 when I had that breakdown is I was going through this period of feeling sorry for myself and a woman came along named Octavia Fontana. It's a beautiful Italian woman. And she said to me one day, the way you're looking at this is all wrong. She said, there is no such thing as rejection. I'm like, what? Like, I wanted her. She didn't want me. That is rejection. What else do you call it? And she said, just because she doesn't want what you have to offer doesn't mean other people won't want what you have to offer. Isn't that good? That one statement changed my mind forever about rejection. You may not want what I got, but it's okay. Somebody else will. And I'm just going to keep going to the people who want it. And I go where I feel celebrated, not tolerated. I only work with people. And if I don't feel, if I feel tolerated by someone, I'm like, I'm, I'm out. Seven billion people on the planet. We don't have to do this. Go get somebody else, okay? All right, questions. What questions from this morning did you have? 
or struggles. 